Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast episode with Canine Performance. I'm your host, Natalie Dobkins. Super excited to dive into this podcast episode today where we are going to be discussing self-reinforcing behaviors. Self-reinforcing behaviors is one of the reasons why your dog chooses to do the things that they do. Um, One of the examples or several of the examples that I like to talk about with clients when we are discussing their dog's behavior is some human tendencies that are self-reinforcing behaviors. Things such as nail picking, foot tapping, leg juggling, um, exercising, stalking, gambling, all these different things, they have one thing in common and they are all very highly self-reinforcing. So this means that you can control your own behavior and the behavior in and of itself is rewarding. So you can control your own behavior of picking at your nails or pulling at your hair or tapping your foot. And doing that behavior in and of itself is reinforcing to do. You don't need anyone else's help to do this. Just simply doing it um, makes you feel a certain way and you want to continue chasing however that made you feel. So with all these different behaviors, since they are so rewarding, in order to change the behaviors, there's a couple of different things that have to happen. And so we need to keep these different sorts of behaviors and um, how we go about fixing them or starting to negate them, manage them, mitigate them, whatever word that you want to use in mind when it comes to our dogs. So a lot of behaviors that our dogs participate in, such as jumping on people, barking, zoomies, um, squirrel chasing, sniffing, whining, pulling on the leash, all these different things is simply the dog acting on those behaviors because they are rewarding in and of itself. So what this means is that if you do nothing about the behavior, the behavior is going to continue. What gets really tricky about self-reinforcing behaviors is that over time, um, these behaviors can become more difficult to uninstall out of the dog's behavior repertoire because they suddenly be, not suddenly, but over time, they become habit. It feels really, really good to do these things and they continue to do these behaviors for months or years on end. And so it becomes habit. It becomes very reflexive in order to do them. And so if you leave these behaviors unattended over a long enough period of time, um, it can be very difficult to remove these behaviors. And I think that this is why it can be sometimes frustrating to train older dogs because these behaviors are self-reinforced and it feels good. The dog chooses to do it. It becomes habit. And so it's a habitual addiction, so to speak. And so even though it can be untrained and the behavior can be uninstalled, installed from your dog, um, even if they are older, sometimes because there has been so much self-reinforced history behind it, sometimes it can be a little bit more difficult to change some of these habits that are in the dog. So 
a couple of different things that you can do to start changing some of these behaviors. I think that leash pulling and barking and pacing and whining are some of the bigger behaviors um, that I frequently get contacted about um, as a trainer that are self-reinforcing behaviors. Um, So the first one is going to be negative punishment. And simply what this means is that you are going to remove the dog from the situation. So let's say, for example, you have a dog that likes to jump on people or perhaps they like to bark out the window. This is a habit that they have um, developed over a long period of time um, and it is self-reinforcing. And so simply not allowing your dog to participate in those behaviors can break this self-reinforcing habit that they have. However, it is important to keep in mind that you need to be on a continuous non-reinforcement schedule when you are using um, something such as negative punishment of removing the dog from the situation. Because if you want to break the habit of, say, jumping on people and you are very consistent with it and for, um, you know, eight or ten times that someone comes over, you ensure that your dog does not get the opportunity to jump on people because you keep a leash on them, but then maybe Maybe your best friend walks in through the door and you didn't know they were going to come over and your dog runs over to them, jumps on them, and your best friend uh, gives your dog a lot of praise and affection and they're very excited to see your dog because they don't mind that your dog is jumping on them. Your dog suddenly got a huge um, dopamine rush and now that behavior can actually be strengthened in the future. So if you're going to use the route of negative punishment of simply removing the dog from these situations and environment where they can participate in these self-reinforcing behaviors, just ensure that you are consistent enough with removing them from these situations until the behavior has completely gone extinct. Um, This can often take a very, very long time and it is going to depend dog to dog. So um, the other option that we have, um, there's two other options, is that we can teach um, an alternate incompatible behavior. So this is why a lot of the times if you have a dog that is jumping on you, one of the recommendations is going to teach your dog how to sit before receiving affection, and they will only get affection if they are sitting. Sitting is an incompatible, alternate, desirable behavior to jumping. It is an opposite behavior. Um, And so it's kind of a along the same lines as negative punishment, just not allowing the dog to participate in that behavior um, over a continuous period of time and ensuring that they only uh, sit before getting affection so they do not jump on you. So teaching um, your dog a different behavior. Um, And lastly, you can always introduce um, positive punishment or negative reinforcement, however you see it. So um, If you're going to be using negative reinforcement, say for example, you would keep a leash on your dog um, and anytime that your dog went to jump, you would simply use the leash to keep the dog from jumping on someone and that can be a form of negative reinforcement. Um, If you use positive punishment, say for example, it just means that the dog can do anything that the dog wants to do, but if they jump, then they are going to get a correction from the leash or the prong collar or the e-collar or whatever it may be. So there are a lot of different ways that you can go about starting to change or stop these self-reinforcing behaviors, but it is important to note that these self-reinforcing behaviors do not go away on their own. Your dog does them because they are very rewarding. The dog does not need you to 
um, feel good about doing these behaviors and over time they will uh, strengthen and they will become habit. So if you are handling some of these different behaviors, this is a good insight into why your dog may be doing them um, and some steps um, to take to start uh, remedying some of these different situations. So um, what can be very beneficial is making a list of all of your dog's different behaviors and determining which ones are self-reinforcing. Um, counter surfing is self-reinforcing. Um, trash diving is self-reinforcing. Jumping, barking, destructive chewing. Most of the behaviors that our dog does is self-reinforcing behaviors. So if you are struggling with any of these and you're not sure how to start approaching training your dog to not do these behaviors again, I do recommend that you reach out to a qualified balanced trainer to help walk through this process. So that's everything that I have for this podcast episode today. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can connect with us online on Facebook or on Instagram. Our handle is canine performance, C-A-N-I-N-E underscore performance. You can also find us on YouTube as well. Um, we have an online training platform that has a seven-day free membership trial. You can go to our Instagram, canine underscore performance, find the link in our bio and sign up for that. It has all of the information that you need to train your dog from home by yourself, A through Z, step-by-step lessons and videos, and you are able to post questions and get help from qualified trainers such as myself. So if you guys have been listening to these podcast episodes and you have enjoyed them, please leave us a review, like, rate, subscribe, wherever it is that you are listening to this. We really appreciate that. That feedback really helps so that way we can make this better and improve it um, continuously and put out the best content possible. But besides that, that's all I have. See you guys in the next one.